Hi, everyone. Welcome back for another blissful episode of the Encouragement Daily's podcast show. I am your host, Timothy Bell. Thanks for joining in this week for episode 101, The Reboot. And this week's message is preparing for the crossing over. Welcome, everybody. I pray everyone is doing well. Thank you for joining us once again to be received of another encouraging message from the words of God. Amen. Uh, this week's message is. I'm, I'm, I'm praying that this this week's message is going to really be uh, a message that's going to really touch on everybody's heart and where you're at on your walk. Uh, as a disciple of Christ unto God and where you're at in your ministry um, and carrying out what God has placed upon you to carry out. Uh, This message touches on that in in some regards. Um, And I'm hoping that everybody will be able to perceive what is coming forth. And as you proceed, be able to receive it. And as you receive it, be able to discern it in that which is intended for you in that of your journey, in that of your ministry walk so that you can get what you need to be able to continue on and fulfilling that of your assignment and thus fulfilling that of your life's purpose. Amen. So that uh, you'll be able to cross on over to you, be able to. uh, Going to salvation into that of, of our Heavenly Father's kingdom. Amen. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get right on into the message. Uh, we're going to start with opening prayer as we always do. Uh, and once again, thank you everyone for taking time out to um, be receiveth of this week's message. I thank you. And um, I pray that you will continue to join us each and every week for this encouraging word. Heavenly Father, I thank you for blessing thee, O Father God, to be received of another day of life, to have health, O Father God, life abundantly upon this fleshly body, to be able to breathe freely on thy own, to be able to walk, O oh Father God, with free mobility, strong mobility on thy own. And I thank you, O oh Father God, for rightful mind, sound mind. And Heavenly Father, I thank you for that of thy brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, receiveth of this day in the same as I have received it, O oh Father God, for that of their lives, O oh Father God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for that of your word, For in your word, it's not just guidance. It's not just understanding so that we can have the knowledge of that of your wisdom, but also encouraging us so that we can be able, Father God, to stay focused and move forth, Father God, that we, Father God, can be uplifted in our spirits, Father God, with joyfulness, Father God, that we can have strength to endure the things that will come upon us to attack us, to deter us. To bring forth deceit and deception upon us, to challenge us, O oh Father God, to bring weariness unto our hearts. But with that of your word, the encouraging of your word, 
the motivation that pushes us, oh God, and pulls us through, oh Father God, the strength that refuses us in those weary times and those exhausting moments, oh Father God, and the knowledge, the knowledgeable wisdom, oh God, that you were sharing so freely and abundantly, oh Father God, through that of love of your son, Christ Jesus. It is this that gives us what we need. It is this, oh Father God, that is our helpmate. That is, oh Father God, the motivation of us pushing forth. And then to know the salvation at the end. For our Lord, my God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ endured ridicule. He endured harsh words, all type of things were brought upon him. He endured hanging on the cross with nails in his hands and in his feet. And a thorn of crowns around his head. Heavenly Father, he endured all these things. The suffering, Father God, the pain, death for that of us. But he knew, he knew that once he crossed over, he knew that once at the end of his assignment, there was going to be glory. 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 Because he, oh my God, therefore, because he was to sit at the right hand of thy heavenly father, thy God, on the throne. He clothed Asha, and that all things, my God, would be under his authority. Heavenly Father, you have offered us, oh Father God, much of the same. For once we carried our assignments, and our life's purposes have been fulfilled. We cross over. Salvation is ours. Eternity and that of your kingdom is ours to, oh my God, to receive. So it is my prayer today that my brothers and sisters in Christ that be able to continue to endure and that the messages that you bless upon me to bring forth unto them will give them all that they would need to be able to do this. Stay encouraged, uplifted, motivated, refueled, strengthened, and with knowledgeable wisdom. This is my prayer. These are the words that have been spoken forth into the atmosphere of the blessedness of your presence. Petition to your throne room. I have declared and I decree it to be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, thank you, thank you. Uh, you're listening in right now, uh, and those who will hear this message later as the days come upon us and pass, I, I, I truly pray that this message, um, I know it's going to be a blessing to you, but I truly pray that you be, that you will perceive it. That is what my my that lays upon my heart. But God has ensured me. Sure as I have, my God perceived it and discerned it. Then so shall you. Oh my God, in the name of Jesus. This week's message: preparing for the crossing over. Preparing for the crossing over. Once again, preparing. For the crossing over. So you're preparing. Oh my God. Preparing for the crossing over. 
So, brothers and sisters, I want you to listen to this closely. And I know you're going to probably say, well, brother Tim, how is this relating to what we are called to do in that of God? And I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. And I'm going to explain a little bit more in detail as I go through the message. Amen. Preparing for the crossing over. Now, the festival of unleavened bread, my God, called the Passover, was approaching. Jesus sent, oh my God, Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house. The teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs. All furnished. Make preparations there. <laughs> they left and found things just as Jesus had told them. <laughs> now, people of God, thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, when I read this, my thoughts were probably as some of your thoughts are right now. Just as I said before I started, before I started the message, what does this, what does this have to do with preparing for the crossing over and what how does it tie into the assignments that we have been bestowed to carry out for God's kingdom? People of God, you are, you you may have heard me say this before, as you're gonna hear me say it now, and you will continue to hear me say it as time goes. When we are called To carry out an assignment for the kingdom of God, for our Father in heaven. The provisions and the preparation for that has already been put in place. So much so to the point where you were already chosen <laughs> before you perceived that you were called. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Let me say that again. See, you when there's an assignment assigned unto you, the preparations and the provisions for that assignment, the provisional blessings and the preparations and everything tied into that assignment were already set in place. Even you were chosen before you perceived that you were called. Before you perceive that there's a calling on your life, you were chosen. You were chosen. Before you were born, you were chosen. 
I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but that that right there blows my mind. It blows my mind. Because, see, that would suggest that God knows our path. He knows our life. A life step, everything that we're going to do that's going to come before us, that we're not going to do, is already destined. God already knows. He knows whether you're going to accept, not accept. He knows if you're going to sin, not sin. He knows what sin you're going to do. <laughs> he know how long you're going to be in that sin. People of God, come on. The one and only living God, sovereign God, majestic God, mighty God, mm. who sits high and looks. Oh my God, who looks low. He perceives all things. His refuge is vast. Mm. My God. Reaching far, forever reaching, forever strengthening. My God, look on me, forever protecting. Taibrum ishi. Usi klodara makla naira. Usi tukula. Let me, I, I got a long ways to go. So let, I'm, I'm going to go back over that last part real quick here. Taibrum ituru shira lakla. Imasa. So the ikamasa, the festival of unleavened bread was coming. Um, and the, you know, called the Passover and, uh, Jesus sent Peter and John, uh, out to find a place that they may partake, uh, in the Passover. So, and they said, where do we want, oh my God, he said, where do you want us to prepare it? Is what Peter, you know, is what they're saying. Where do you want us to? Jesus said, you know, they asked this and he said, he replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of that house, the teacher asked, where is the guest room? Where I may eat the Passover with my disciples. He will show you a large room upstairs. All furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. Mm, my God. So, people of God, my brothers and sisters, basically what I am saying, if you haven't got it yet, it was already set in motion. Because, see, Jesus is telling them, <laughs> go there, you know, and just tell them that, hey, Da 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 da. You know, teacher went about. I want to sit and eat with my disciples. He said, oh, "Okay, the room is upstairs." <laughs> and he said, "Okay, well, wait a minute. What do you need? Who said this? Why said that? They didn't ask no question. You just said the room is upstairs." They just said the room is upstairs. Didn't ask no questions. Mm, people of God, people of God, people of God. There's one thing that we must have an understanding of is that things have already been set in place for us. Things have already been set in place for us. 
Let me say that again. Things have already been set in place for us. To carry out the assignments that we have been given. This is a prime example of that right here. Where Jesus is telling them where to go. They asking, okay, what, what do you want us to say? Please tell them, say, go here. Tell them this, tell them that. And when they got there, when, when Peter and John got there, they didn't ask a whole lot of questions. The gentleman carrying the jar of water. You know, they asked him, say, where's the owner of, the, you know, of this house? They said, well, why? What do you need him for? Who are you? He didn't ask a whole thing. Just said, okay, he ain't right there. They said to the owner, da 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 what did the owner? They said to the owner, the teacher asked, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? That's what they said to the to the to the owner of the house. Now he what did he do? He showed him. He showed him where the room was, upstairs, already furnished. All they got to do is just come in and put whatever they're gonna prepare. People of God, mm, shit, they call them. Mm. Let me move on. Let me move on. I'm hoping you're getting this. I'm hoping you're getting this. So they prepared the Passover when the hour came. Jesus and his disciples. Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you but the hand of him who is going to betray me my god is with mine on the table they began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this a dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be great considered to be the greatest now Hmm. See, Jesus just said something, but they got distracted and started worrying about, okay, who's going who, who to be in charge? Who's going to be the greatest out there? You know, something going to happen to... Don't get distracted, people of God. Jesus said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them. And those who Exercise authority over them. Call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest. My God. And the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater? The one who is at the table or the one who serves? It is not the one who is at the table. He says, is it not the one who is at the table? Let me say that again. He says, for who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? 
But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom, just as my father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Now, now I'm going to go back and I'm going to, mm, my God, thank you, Holy Spirit. See what, mm, my God, I don't want you to focus so much on that, what Jesus was saying about, he knows somebody's going to betray him. And I want you to focus on that part uh, as much as I want you to focus on, mm, my God, thank you, Jesus. The Lord is saying unto them, My God, and that what you have been called to do. This is what he's saying. And I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this because this is not in the scripture, but this is the mm, shit that clothed on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is the understanding. This is the knowledge that I'm getting from this. Okay, that came to me. What he is basically saying is that when you carry out your assignments, I have a kingdom confer on to you. He's saying, my father has given me a kingdom. Now, remember I said earlier that, my God, that Christ suffered for us. He went through all kind of ridicule and everything for us. He died on the cross for us. But on the third day, he risen. See, he was promised a place next to the father, our God in heaven, to sit on the right hand of the throne of God. And to be in control, to have authority on everything on earth, under earth, above earth, in heaven. So, what Jesus is saying, my God, to his disciples, to the apostles there, what he is saying is that basically, once you have done what you need to do, you will have a kingdom bestowed upon you. You will sit on thrones, just as I am about to sit on. That's basically what he mean by he says, Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. When he says, But I am among you as one who serves, you are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer a kingdom. He said, I confer on you a kingdom. Okay, let me make sure I'm saying this right. He says, I confer on you a kingdom just as my father conferred one on me catch this now brothers and sisters catch this because see we read these scriptures and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because hmm, you will get discernment and a revelation will come on to you as that which is needed at the time that you read let me say that again. You will get discernment and a revelation will come upon you at the time that you read the scriptures that you read. Otherwise, stand that wherever you at in your life's journey at that given time that you open the Bible and read God's word. There will be a revelation come to you. You will get discernment at that time. And why does that be like that? To help you where you at at that moment. Mm, my God, because you open the Bible, you have, you you know you just might be in one of those despairing moments. You might be weary, and you know you open the Bible for 
counseling for concerning. You pray and then you know you look in the word. Come on, people, get this. Please get this today. Please get this today. Oh So yes, mm, these scriptures tell about thank you, Holy Spirit. The occurrences that lead up to crisis, uh mm, that guy crucifixion. But it also it also gives little tidbits about <laughs> my God staying the course. It also gives little tidbits about the assignment that's given unto you. Stay the course of that assignment. Let that assignment carry out. Let the things that's going to take place in that assignment carry out. Do what you need to do. God got you. He got you. You know, there's going to, yes, there's going to be some troubles that he's going to be able to totally remove out your life. But then there's going to be others that he's going to allow to take his course. Why? Because it's going to help you along your journey with your assignment. But that does not mean that he's leaving you out there by yourself. He's got you. <laughs> because trust me, if he was to take his hand off of you, <laughs> you think you hollering and screaming now. Oh, my God. <laughs> you think things bad now. I don't want to get distracted. I don't want to get, I don't want to get off. I don't want to get off my notes. That's a whole nother message. That's a whole nother message. But people of God, shit, God, Jesus is basically telling his apostles that mm, I have a kingdom. I have a kingdom, and see what they don't understand. They are part of that kingdom <laughs> before ever even sitting on the throne. Before ever, my God, thank you, Jesus. Before Jesus ever conferred a kingdom upon them, they are already part of the kingdom. We are all part of that kingdom of God, of Christ, what God has bestowed unto the throne, the authority. We fall up under that. In my circle. So, what he's saying to his apostles is that I will confer a kingdom on you just as the Father conferred a kingdom on me. You're going to sit on thrones. Come on, kings, queens. Let's get this today. Okay? Let's get this today. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Mm, 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 mm. Then Jesus asked them, When I sent you out without purse, bag, or sandals, did you like anything? Nothing, they answered. He said to them, but now, if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. Okay, now, so let me hold up right there and this last part. Let me go ahead and... Um, Break that down and explain to you a little bit here. Now he says, He asks them, Jesus then asked them, When I sent you out, he says, When I sent you, you were without purse, bag, or sandals. Did you like anything? And the answer was no. So his point being is that. Now, see, this is another part of what he's getting at. Oh my God, thank you, Holy Spirit. 
This is another part of what he's getting about your assignment. Remember I said that you, your assignment is already, everything for it has already been put in place. Everything's been prepared. And not only that, provisions, provisional blessings are in place. But people of God, brothers and sisters, you must be focused in that you can allow yourself to be discerning to see these things and to know. Because, see, you walk alone thinking, oh, man, what am I going to do? I don't know how I'm going to do this. You know, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to take on this ministry. And I'm da, 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 da. Your ministry, if you were chosen for that now, if you were chosen for that, <laughs> come on, get this now and hear me. If you were chosen to do that, which you are walking out doing, God has already put things in place for you to sustain you along that journey and carrying out and walking out that assignment. Things have already been prepared. Just in the midst of when you think you despair, and you're like, okay, we need to do this. We need to pay this bill. You know, we need that. You know, God showed me that we need to, you know, do this right here. Man, I'm trying to figure out how we're going to do it. Well, first of all, God showed it to you. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Be in faith and trust that if he showed it to you, I mean, now, if he showed it to you, he, he, he already got it covered. He already, ha he already has in place that which is needed for what he showed you to come to fruition. And now don't get me wrong. We all have those moments. Like, come on, you know, we, 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 we're spiritual beings in a fleshly body. So the flesh is going to have intervening at some time. And we're going to doubt. We're going to do things in the flesh some of the time. And so when we're faced with some things, usually most likely nine out of ten, we're going to respond in the flesh first. Okay. Now, if you're one of those people, you know, you're a seasoned saint and, you know, nothing, <laughs> nothing don't, nothing don't cause you to jump. Okay. That's cool. That's wonderful. But keep living. Eventually, something going to cause you to jump. I'm not speaking it against you, but I'm just saying. I'm not bringing it down upon you, but I'm saying. Hmm. The devil works. <laughs> and he's constantly plotting and scheming how to get into your mind. You could be a seasoned saint, but the devil is trying everything he got to get in your mind. To control you. <laughs> My God, did on my shadow Where I'm going with this, brothers and sisters? What I'm trying to say to you is, as the title suggests, preparing for the crossing over. Your assignment that has been bestowed upon you, and that which entails of the assignment, those are the things that you have to do to complete that assignment. And in doing those things, you are preparing yourself. For the crossing over unto salvation and to the eternal life in God's kingdom. Okay, so when the title, my God, when the title says preparing for the crossing over, I'm not talking so much about the Passover. Okay, which is a time that takes place where you sit and you partake of, you know, and all these type of spiritual rituals. No, 
I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is I'm talking about the crossing over. Where you, thank you, Jesus. Where you are carrying out the assignment that has been given unto you. See, that assignment is preparing your journey. Thank you, Jesus. It is preparing your journey and the way and opening up the gate for you unto salvation, unto eternal life in God's kingdom. Because see, along with that, along with that assignment, if you're walking upright, righteous, sound, holy in God, sanctified before his eyes, <laughs> sinlessly, you walking out your life and you doing that assignment, you carrying out the ministry of that assignment, you preparing for the crossing over. Are you with me now, saints? <laughs> Come on now. You get with me. <laughs> Who get with me? I'm gonna give you a minute because see, I've read this over a few times and and, and in each thing that I'm breaking down and giving to you, yes. My God, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I tell you sometimes I, I read scriptures. Whew, and I'd be like, Lord, oh my God. I do not see the encouragement in this. I do not see the encouragement in this. And then I get that little that little tug in my spirit, that little voice that says, read it again. Read it again. You're not focused. You're not you're not opening yourself. Read it again. So when I tell you to have an open heart and open mind to be, you know, when you're listening to these messages, that's not just me trying to get you to be receiveth of my message, you know, to receive me. And hey, you ain't got to receive me as a person. You don't have to because it's not about me. You see what I'm saying? It's not about me. So it don't bother me if you like me, don't like me. It, it don't bother me. You feel me? Because it ain't by me. It's not by me. You not liking me is not going to stop me from carrying out that which has been bestowed and assigned unto me to carry out. Because see, I already know starting out, there's going to be somebody that ain't going to like me. For whatever reason it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, come on, let's be true with you. It is hard to please man. Am I right? It is hard to please men. So, why would I waste all my time and my energy trying to please everybody? The one person, the true and only one person I need to be concerned about pleasing is my father, my heavenly father, my God. Come on, people. For when I seek him, his kingdom, when I... mm, my God, with my heart, everything falls in line. Even my enemies will bow to me. And I will be able to sit peacefully in the midst of them and dine. You feel what I'm saying? And dine. Come on, people. So, Whew, let me move on. Let me move on. Still got a good ways to go. Still got a good ways to go. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. Come on, people. Now, so when when mm, so we go back here to where Jesus went to the Mount of Olives to pray. 
and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. And before that, you know, he was saying to them, uh, when I when I sent you out without purse, bag or sandals, did you like anything? You will not like anything on your journey of fulfilling that of your assignment. For completing your assignment that God has given unto you, you will not like anything. Now, let me tell you this right here. Let me let me let, let me answer some questions. Or let me oh God, let me put to rest some of the statements that people are probably going to make when they listen to this message. Oh, well, I don't have many times in my, you know, in my, in my, in my walking in my ministry and carrying my ministry where we didn't have the money to do this, we didn't have the money to do that. If it's not meant to be part of your ministry to be brought to fruition, then possibly it ain't. Let me just say that now. My God, thank you, Holy Spirit. Because see, that which is given unto you in a vision, called unto you to carry out, God has already put things in place for you to do that. But that which you all of a sudden out on the whim say, you know what? I'm going to do this right. God is not going to always bless that. I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying there's a chance that that might not come to fruition. Because it's not what he has given you to do. Or it's not what he's wanting you to do at that moment. Okay. So, my God. But when it says that, he says, you went there without these things. Were you at, you know, did you like anything? Did you need? And it was like, no, we didn't, we, we didn't need anything. Because you were blessed. There was provisional blessings along the way that took care of everything that you needed. You don't have to bring anything. Same thing here. This is what the Lord is telling them. You know, he's telling them this. Okay. He's trying to let them understand that. Hmm, my God, you were protected. You, you were needed. Okay. Now, you didn't need nothing then, but check this out. You didn't need nothing then, but this is what he's saying. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. You didn't need anything then, but this is what he's saying. He said, hmm. he said to them, he said, but now if you have a purse, take it and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. See, Jesus knows when you need something and he knows when and where along your assigned journey, you're going to need it. Now, my God, if you find yourself going without having something in hand, then what it was that you thought that you need is already there waiting for you. All you got to do is just go along your journey. It's going to be there. It's going to be provided unto you. But now when the time comes for you to need something. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. That father is going to communicate that to you. And you're going to have you. And you're going to take that with you. Just like Jesus communicated with them and said, OK, well. OK, yeah, y'all didn't need that then because it was going to be provided to you. But right now, what I'm saying to you is that. Uh, he said, now, if you have a purse, take it. And also a bag, bring it. And if you don't have a sword, go out and get one. Because see, he knows what's about to happen. And not only that, but all these things that's about to happen, it has to happen to fulfill the prophecy, to fulfill 
the plan of thy God, thy heavenly Father, to fulfill everything. These things must take place. So, brothers and sisters, along your side journey, along the walk of your ministry, the things that God has given you to do, do them exactly as he's given you to do. Why? Because it all plays a key role in fulfilling and carrying out and finishing that assignment for you to cross over. My God, unto salvation, eternal life in God's kingdom. That's what I'm getting at, brothers and sisters. Come on, people. He withdrew about a stone's throw away beyond them, kneeled down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. People of God, Jesus was hurting. He was in despair. He, he, he didn't want to do this. See, he didn't want to do this. He did not want to go forth with this assignment because he knew he already perceived what his assignment entailed. He knew that death was at the end. He knew it. He knew that death was coming upon him. He knew he was going to die. But the only thing that kept him going was to fulfill the will of his father, thy God, to fulfill the will. My God, to please him. To fulfill, to bring fulfillment unto the plan that God has put in place for us to be brought back before him, sanctified, free of sin. My God, thank you, Jesus. And what was the motivation? To be seen as blessful before his father and to know that he's going to be sitting on the right hand of the father. <laughs> with all authority heaven and on earth that's a motivator right there I don't know about y'all but that's a motivator that's a motivator but see the devil will try all different type of things to get you to oh my god to be distracted from that to get you not to see the blessings and the gloriness of that because just as the Lord perceived that, sitting on the right hand of God, with authority over heaven and earth, I mean, come on, people of God. He has said the same thing can be bestowed unto you. You can sit on the thrones. You can have control over the 12 tribes of Israel. He said it right there in that word. He said, just as God, he said, just as my father has conferred a kingdom on me, I confer a kingdom on you. It can be done. So people of God, mm, he's sitting here. <laughs> he withdrew about a, a, a stone's throw away beyond them. Says he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them. Kneel down and pray. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but your will be done. But yours be done, he says. But yours be done. Yes, I'm weary. I'm worried. I'm scared. But your will be done. So, people of God, there are going to be moments along this journey of life. There's going to be times along this journey of life. There's going to be situations along this journey of life. There's going to be life-changing issues along this journey of life. Not just in our personal lives, but that in ministry, that in assignment that we have been called 
to oh my God to bring to fruition to carry out. But think about that moment where the Lord says, He says this. He's about ready to give it up. So just let you know, not mm, people of God. We have not a high priest who does not know our afflictions, who does not know the temptations that we incur. We have not a high priest that does not understand. Okay, this is proof right here when he says this. He says, my God. Mm. He said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. He's weary. He's scared. He's alone. Why do you feel like he's alone? Yeah, he got 12 disciples, but he, he like, Oh, yeah, a little face. These people, come on. <laughs> Am I the only one that knows? And he feels alone. So he, he, he I said, I clap. So we, are, we do not have a high priest that does not understand. But what does he do? He said, but yours be done. Put your will. He said, my will is that you take this cup of me. You know, tell me, say, okay, you ain't got to do this sign. You ain't got to continue on. Whew, some of y'all sweating right now. You're like, oh, my God, I don't know how to, I can keep this going. You open that God tell you that you ain't got to continue. Just like Jesus kneeled down and prayed. He kneeled down and prayed so hardly. This is what it says right here. I think I think he said what he said. It says, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. He prayed more earnestly, people. His heart and soul was in that prayer. Oh, God. Strengthen me. Uplift me. My son is at a trying moment right now. I don't know if I can go home. I am in the midst of uneducated people. I am in the midst of those who wish to kill me at every turn. Hmm. Have mercy on me. And let this in. But not but yet not my will, but your will be done. He's saying, let this assignment be in it. Let it be finished without me having to go any further. But then he also says, he said, but yours be done. Your will be done. And if it's your will that I continue, then I shall continue. That's basically what he's saying here in his prayer. He said, I shall continue. And the angel came to comfort him, to give him strength. People of God. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That angel that comes to comfort Jesus, there's an angel coming to comfort you each and every time. When you get in those moments like the Lord did, Call out to the Father. You shall be comforted. You shall be strengthened so that you can, oh my God, and you'll be lifted up so that you can continue on. That is part of what I am bringing forth to you, this encouragement that will lift you. It is, my God, thank you, Holy Spirit. It is strength that will help you. It will refuel you. Refuel you. When you are weakened and weary. Strengthen you that you can continue to endure. Motivate you. 
by showing you that, you know, everyone else has gone through this or gone through whatever it is that they need to go through, but they made it through. That's why everything that is written in the Bible about Christ and everything showing that he, 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 yes, he was crucified, he died, but he risen on the third day, and now he sit on, my God, on the throne on the right hand of our Father. That's to encourage you. That's to motivate you that it happened. It is possible. Christ did it. So can you, and he even says this, that my father conferred a kingdom upon me and I will confer a kingdom upon you. He said that. He said that. People of God, let's get this right now today. I'm running out of time. I'm trying to get through the rest of my message. I pray to God that y'all get this. Ooh, thank you, Jesus, for this encouragement, for this strengthening right now, because I need it. Oh, my God. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. An angel appeared to him and strengthened him. And begin, oh my God. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? <laughs> Jesus said, why are you sleeping? So I'm going to say the same thing to you, my brothers and sisters. Why y'all sleeping? Why y'all sleeping? Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Mm, my God. Alone is a sign journey, people of God. It's going to be moments where you're going to just feel like you just, you know what, I'm, I'm tired. I can't do this. And you see what it says here. It says he when he arose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep. And then what does it says? Exhausted from sorrow. You're going to be exhausted from weariness, from sourness. You're going to be exhausted for carrying out that which is, my God, the duties. Of that of your assignment, of that of your ministry. There's going to be moments where you're going to be so exhausted. All you want to do is get in a corner somewhere. And sleep. You just want to get in a corner and be left alone. You don't want to see nothing, hear nothing, talk about nothing, do nothing. You just want to be left alone. You're so exhausted. You're so overwhelmed. So weary. But the Lord says, he says to them, why are you asleep? And this is what he's saying to you. Why are you asleep? He asked them, get up. So that, my God, get up and pray so that you do not fall into temptation. See, we think about temptation being something that's got to do with sinful nature as uh, lustfulness, lying, stealing, things like that. But people of God, temptation also can mean the devil planting talks in your mind. You're being tempted by what the devil planting in your mind. So the temptations of thoughts in the mind, that's also a part of temptation right there. So Christ is saying, uh-uh, get up and pray so that you, my God, so that you will not fall into temptation. People of God, so you won't fall into the temptation of the thoughts of the mind that the devil plant upon you. 
You feel what I'm saying? Weariness, exhaustion, sorrow, heaviness, overwhelmness, frustration, stress. You can't do this. You know you can't. See, you can't do that. I told you you can't do that. This ain't an assignment for you. You can't carry out this assignment. I don't know why you thought you could do this. It ain't going to happen. You talking about they need to do this. And he said God won't do that. And it's on and on and on and on and on. But when you pray, my God, thank you, Jesus. When you pray, it's like holding up that shield of faith, blocking everything. Every thought that the devil tried to plant upon your mind, applying upon the battlefield, because the mind is a battlefield, brothers and sisters. And you hold up that, that, that shield of faith as you pray, you're in faith and you're holding up that shield. You're blocking everything that he's shooting at you. That's why Jesus is saying, pray. Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray. So in the times when you are going through all those things as I just mentioned, and you just feel like your ministry is just, you just at a point where it's just like, man, I can't pray. Pray. And I will tell you this, my brothers and sisters. I've had some moments where things were on me pretty hard, pretty heavy on my heart. And I, I just, I just want to just do one of these numbers here, throw my hands up. You know, as, as they say, just throw in the towel and just turn and walk away. Disappear. Nobody see me. Nobody know where I went, what I'm doing. Just disappear. You feel me? But brothers and God, oh my God. Brothers and sisters, God. God got other plans for this. See, he knew this. He knew it was going to happen. He knew there's a chance of that. He knew that Jesus was going to have a moment of prayer like that. That's why the angel, he sent the angel down to comfort him, to strengthen him. So if God would send an angel down to strengthen him, come on, people. His son, the one that he sacrificed for us, if he loves us that much, don't you think that he would do the same thing for us? When we're in that moment of weariness like that? That when we pray before him? Earnestly like that, that he can, you don't think that he would send down an angel to comfort us? You don't think that the presence of his spirit will comfort us in our hearts, bring peace unto our mind, our weary mind, cover us from all the things that the devil is trying to plant in our, my God, plant in our mind, and bring upliftness and joy in our spirit. We would be refued. And there's been moments when I've prayed going through some things and just having stress and variation upon me and, and, and frustration upon me and I would just sit and pray. Or I have one of my moments, I call it I call it thought prayers or talking to God prayers. Where I sit down and I talk to him. I pray but then I'm talking to him and I'm praying. And I tell you brothers and sisters in doing that, that brought so much relief unto me. It brought a comfort into my heart. Your peaceness on my spirit. I tell you, brothers and sisters. Oh, my God. My time is running out. My time is running out. Let me go ahead and finish up with this here. Let me finish up with this. Oh, my God. We're getting lengthy. We're getting lengthy here. Mm, my God. He says, why are you asleep? He says, why are you sleeping? He asked him. 
Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. People of God, when Jesus sent Peter and John out to find a place to be prepared for the Passover. Okay. He already knew where it would be held. This, my, my God, this brothers and sisters is a demonstration for us. Let us know that the way of our journeys are already set. I mean, everything that you need is already set, already ready for you so that you can complete the assignment. Amen. But not just set, but that. My God. Provisions, people of God, provisions, provisions. See, not only are things set, but you got provisional blessings. Provisional blessings, people of God, have been placed along the way as well. And during, my God, and during supper, the Lord breaks bread and says, take this in remembrance of me. For he wants us to keep remembrance of him and his words. For his presence through our remembrance of him will comfort and bring peace upon us. In the times of despair. I just talked about that. My God. His words will give knowledge. That we may have understanding. And be rightfully guided. Along our journeys. Brothers and sisters. We are preparing for the cross. Over. The crossing over unto salvation. Eternal life in the kingdom of God. And we must prepare. We must prepare. And preparing doesn't mean preparing in the way we would normally prepare for things. But in this preparing, we must prepare in the way that God has assigned us. So whatever God has assigned unto you, and that's the assignment that he has given you, it'd be a ministry, whatever, everything, my God, everybody has a ministry. Your ministry is not always until you standing up preaching the word to people, per se, from a podium. You know, you 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 being ordained a uh, 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 a pastor, apostle, or bishop, or whatever. No, your ministry is not always going to entail. Your assignment is not always going to entail that. You can have an assignment caring to the elderly. You can have an assignment feeding the homeless, clothing the homeless. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't always entail you standing at a podium speaking the word of God. But whatever God has laid upon you, He's given you these things. To carry out in that of the assignment that until the assignment that he's given upon you. That is preparing for the crossing over. So when you're doing the different things that's associated with the assignment that's been given unto you, you are preparing for the crossing over. And what is the crossing over? The crossing over is, hmm, my God, crossing over unto salvation, eternal life, and the Father's kingdom. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, my brothers and sisters, we're at that moment in the show where we bring forth the spiritual food for thought. The spiritual food for thought. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. <laughs> Once again, spiritual food for thought. Father, if you are willing, take this cup 
from me. Yet not. What did he say? He said, Yet not my will. <laughs> but yours be done. Take this cup from me. Yet not my will. But yours be done. That's a thought right there. That's truly a spiritual thought because people of God, I'm pretty sure that you have been at that point in your ministry walk, carrying out your assignment for that of the kingdom of God, where you had a moment where you you prayed like Jesus prayed and asked for that cup, that 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 assignment cup, that cup which is full of that of your assignment to be taken from you, to be deemed finished. Without you having to go further. And for that to be lifted off of you. Because he says. It says father if you are willing. He says if you're willing. Take this cup from me. Yet not my will. But yours be done. He said not my will. But yours be done. Some or all parts. Quoted from Luke. 22. 1. 8 through 14, 19 through 21, 23 through 30, 35, 36, and then 39 through 46, found in NIV. Once again, some or all parts quoted from today's message are quoted from Luke 22, 1, 8 through 14, 19 through 21, 23 through 30, 35, 36 and 39 through 20, 39 through 46. And that's in the NIV. Amen. For more encouragement, uh, you can find us on Facebook as Encouragement Daily Blog, Instagram as Encouragement Daily Blog, and we're also on Timber as Encouragement Daily. Amen. Um, uh, once again, for more encouragement through the week, go find us on Facebook as Encouragement Daily Blog, Instagram Encouragement Daily's Blog, Timber as Encouragement Daily Blog. Amen. Uh, we're also, you know, our platform for the podcast. Uh, if you want to listen and be receiving the more episodes of our podcast, we are based on anchor.fm. And we are on there as Encouragement Daily Podcasts. So go to Anchor, anchor.fm. Look us up, Encouragement Daily Podcasts. Subscribe. Subscribe unto us. Hit that notification or whatever it is that you need to do so you can get notifications of uh, when a new episode is posted. And we are on episode 101. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Episode 101. Now, this episode is the reboot. And it's the reboot, which I didn't get into in the beginning of the message. The reboot is basically just taking a step back and receiving what God has and directing this ministry moving forward so this is a reboot and this is basically what i'm doing is just taking a step back allow a refocus allow a structural time 
allow Akar further embracing that of God's vision given unto me in counseling and directing on the path of this ministry so that I'm standing in alignment with the assignment given unto me. Amen. So that Akar, that I'm doing the things to prepare for the cross and open. My God. Thank you for joining this week, brothers and sisters. God bless you. May you continue to have a wonderful and joyful day. And may the rest of the week be the same for you. Be safe and stay healthy. God bless you. And until next time, may the Lord keep you.